We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Put myself in the same category as Dwayne. Now Artest has jumped over the scorer's table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Gamer Saloon. It's Friday, March 19th, 2021. Alex Berutha here. Shannon will be joining us later, but right now, we have Ken K. Train Kreitz on the line. All aboard! You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, rotowire.com, and YouTube, where we, we will appreciate nice comments and reviews on all platforms, but on YouTube... If you leave a comment, we may get to it on the uh, fan feedback section of the podcast, uh, which That's we will right. do after the news. Uh, to kick things off with the news, Julius Randle uh, recorded his third triple-double of the season last night. 18 points, 17 assists, 10 oh. rebounds in the 94-93 to win over the Magic. The 17 assists ties for the fifth highest mark this season. There are three players who have 19 dimes. That is Draymond Green, Kyle Lowry, and Chris Paul. Uh, Julius Randle, the first-time All-Star, he's averaging six assists a game. Previous career high, three and a half, uh, 3.6 to be exact. That was back with the Lakers. Um, <laughs> Two teams ago. Yeah, Ken, he ranks 15th this season in total stats on Yahoo, which is a nine-category league. He's 26 years old. What do you see for him in terms of I guess, going forward, any sort of like, do you think he can, you know, it's, I, I feel like it's tough for him to go up from here. Right. I mean, this feels like his peak. <laughs> this feels like his peak. And, but I think fantasy owners or managers would be awfully darn happy if he stays at this peak. You really got to give Randall and coach Thibodeau credit. Uh, yeah. I mean, to almost double your assists per game. Uh, he's 26 years old. It's not like he's going from his rookie to sophomore season. To almost double your career assist a game, that's a huge change. 
Thibodeau really didn't get that many personnel moves coming there to New York. I remember thinking, how much can he possibly change? But clearly, he's got him at playing 500 ball there in the playoffs. Uh, and the biggest change is just making Randall the point power forward. Is that now a thing? <laughs> you know, when you think of Grant Hill playing point forward, you don't think of someone as strong and broad as Julius Randall. Fifty. I mean, what a fantasy steal. Yeah, as you said, for season total stats, ranks 15th in Yahoo 9 categories. Uh, kudos to Randall and Thibodeau. I don't think you trade high. I think he's staying at this level as they make a playoff push. Yeah. I'm, Didn't I'm you and you I swap that. Randall? What was that deal in the uh, Rotowire Stake League? Yeah, I sent, holiday, you, right? I sent you Randall. You gave me Holiday. I think I also got Gary Trent. Um, yes. You might have taken Terrence Ross. I can't remember exactly. That was more about category uh, competency I in a Roto rebounds, League. You needed steals. Yeah. Uh, neither of us knew Trent and Ross would become starters because of injuries. Right. Uh, and actually working out well for both of us in the stake league. Uh, our other explosive big man performances, Carl Anthony Towns, presumably now fully healthy, explodes for 41 points, 10 rebounds, and shockingly eight assists in a big 123-119 upset at Phoenix, Phoenix was favored 10 points going. I was 10 points going to this game. I almost made the Suns my uh, wagering advice. Thank goodness I switched to Lakers. Uh, also for the T-Wolves, rookie Anthony Edwards explodes for 42 points on 31 shots with seven rebounds. My goodness, are things finally turning up for the T-Wolves? Alex D'Angelo Russell, he's cleared for on-court activities, could be back in about three days. Are things turning up for the T-Wolves, or is this a trade-high moment for either Towns or Edwards? Well, the Wolves are 3-2 uh, and two since they fired Ryan Saunders and replaced him with Chris Finch. Um, Nepotism is bad. <laughs> Example 5,000 right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I consume as much NBA-related media, uh, media as possible, and I never heard anybody say really anything good about Ryan Saunders. So that was kind of— A uh, nice uh, guy, I think, was the highest. Yeah. Like, and I don't kinda, doubt that. I'm sure he's a fine person. Kind of damning. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of, like, you know, I think— if you're going to trade high on either Towns or Edwards, I think it would be Edwards just because Edwards is getting a ton of shots because D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley are out. And those guys accounted for like 30 shots a game. And so when they're back, um, I think it's Edwards who will kind of fall by the wayside. Not that he'll be, I mean, he's been playing so well, they can't like phase him out, right? He might still play 36 minutes a game. Um, and he, maybe he'll leave the second unit, but Towns is someone who's kind of just an established player who we know is going to get 25, 10, and 4 every night. Right. Are we no longer – I mean, Chris Finch, new coach, kind of deserves to have Towns play every night. I know last week we were a little worried about them shutting him down. You know, no playoff possibilities for the T-Wolves. But doesn't this, doesn't this team need to desperately build on some positive vibes and really force uh, Russell, Edwards, and Towns to play together? That's your future, right? Yeah, I mean they they're they're in a weird situation because they owe their uh, they owe their pick the next season their first round pick to the Warriors if it falls outside of the top three. So they want to get good, but not too good. Or <laughs> still bottom has, three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, that pick is a lot more dangerous than I mean. Right now, as it stands, I think they only have a fifty-two percent chance of staying within the top four. Yeah. Um, so they need to, <laughs> they're in a terrible spot, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> you have, you have the core of towns, Russell Beasley, uh, Edwards. And so you want, you want those guys to play together for sure. Well, and frankly though, I hear you about, do you move Edwards back to the bench, but don't you also want to get him just as many minutes as you can for next season? Just, yeah. I mean, there's nothing better than play court experience. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying start him, but play him mostly with the second unit, like have him run that second group. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, big tragic news out of Milwaukee, that Tory Craig move, just eye popping. <laughs> You're our resident bucks expert, Alex. You want to dive deeper into what's going on in Milwaukee? Yeah. So the bucks 
wanted PJ Tucker. So they went and got him. Uh, and they also got Radion's Kuruks from the from the Rockets. That's not as important. I don't think uh, he was on the wish list, but yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he was not. DJ Augustine and Tory Craig are no longer in Milwaukee. Craig is on Phoenix. Augustine is in Houston. PJ Tucker, I mean, he's 35, 36 years old. He's not going to be fantasy relevant. He hasn't. He's been on the fringes of like even 14 team relevancy over the past couple of years. I think the most impactful part of this trade for fantasy is the Bucks no longer having a backup point guard. <laughs> um, yeah. Augustine was playing. Or about do they? Minutes. Or do they? Who would be that new role? That would go to Dante DiVincenzo, presumably. Uh, hey. He played 36 minutes in the uh, game. Bucks' most recent game against the 76ers, that was um, basically the trade had happened already. And he played 36 minutes, DiVincenzo did, 20 overtime, points. Overtime game, though, right? Overtime game. Yeah. Um, but 20 Still. points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals. Um, I think this is, I mean, he's probably already rostered. But you might be able to to steal him from somebody if he has, like, you know, maybe if he plays and has two more kind of subpar games, you can, you can get him. But. This is just big for DiVincenzo if you, if you have him on your roster. Yeah, assists are going to go up. Uh, yeah, and he's only was averaging three dimes a game. You got to assume that's going to go up. Um, so as a Bucks fan, are you excited to see PJ Tucker in the green? Yeah, I think. Um, I, listen, I think Bobby Porter's has been great for the Bucks, but I don't know if he's quote unquote the answer at backup center uh, for the Bucks in the playoffs. I think. He's been playing really well in the regular season, but we have like zero sample size of playoff Bobby Portis. So he's not really a great defender. So yeah. uh, I think you want that. You want that second option with, okay. with Tucker back there. All right. Well, congratulations, though. I don't know how you're going to sell that Tory Craig jersey on eBay. Good luck, with that, <laughs> Alex. Uh, Wizards with a big upset. Washington 131, Utah 122 last night. Westbrook with yet another triple-double, 35 points, 15 boards, 13 assists, and I'll argue, most shockingly, hitting his free throws. He's shooting 60% from the charity stripe, which is unforgivable for a guard. But at least it went 9 of 11 last night. Uh, Beal, 43 points on 16 of 24 shooting. Uh, On the other side of the slate, Donovan Mitchell for the Jazz of 42 points. And your guy, Alex, Joe Ingles with 13. 34 points aided by eight triples. Uh, I got some fans texting me. They want to know with Russell's Westbrook's recent hot play, Alex, is there any way the Wizards can deal Westbrook for future uh, assets at this trade deadline? Any way? Um, I would not bet on it. Um, he is owed. I'm trying to look this I'm up. Yeah, up. He's, yeah. He's <laughs> He's 41 million this year, 44 million next year, 47 million uh, two years down the line. Well, that's a player option. Maybe he doesn't take it. Maybe he doesn't take 48 million (laughs) dollars. I think he's going to take it. You're right. So, yeah, I think so, too. I think they would have a very it's tough because if he was making half that amount, I think they would have an easier time trading him. But we saw I it's. I don't even understand the math cap wise where he could fit. Like there's probably only four or five other NBA players you could even trade. One would be Giannis, which would be insanity. Like <laughs> who's making that much that you could trade? Is it, you know, that that deal works? I don't know. I mean, this is, how, this is why they ended up trading him for John Wall, right? right? <laughs> this is why those two got swapped because right. take yeah. our atrocious, contract for your atrocious contract but uh hey at least it gives fans in washington uh some joy and the free throw shooting can i harp on this for a second alex um you know he shot for 77 percent last year in houston sorry 76 percent how does it drop to under 60 percent he's actually technically 59.8 percent from the charity stripe how does that happen my wizard's buddies thinks it's attention deficit disorder. I'm like, I, I don't know how you'd know that, but that's <laughs> you know, just uh, insanity to me. I don't know. Cause he's been so like his past 14 games have been like really good, like normal Russell Westbrook games, but he's still shooting 58% from the free throw line. 
and that's what's going nine of eleven last night too. Yeah, I mean, he had a he had a, a five of nine game from the line, a three of seven game, a four of nine from the line, a two of five, six of twelve. You can't be the primary ball handler if you can't shoot from the charity stripe. Yeah, that's part of the that's part of the problem with him, and I think a lot of the reason why in the playoffs. I mean, you look at his playoff numbers, and it's like a completely different player in terms of like he's shooting. You know, he shoots forty one percent from the field in the playoffs, and yeah, it's just you know, it's tough. Um, okay, uh, Shannon is here just in time for the fan feedback section. Oh, good, welcome, I, Shannon. Oh, oh, I missed I missed it. I didn't get to hype up my guy Anthony Edwards. You guys already uh, you talked didn't. about that? You, we yeah. already dove into the T-Wolves. What would you uh, like to add about Mr. Edwards? Give yeah, us a be- soundbite or two. Before the fan feedback questions, where do you guys rank him, uh, the rookie current rookie class? Is he number two behind LaMelo? Is he number three behind Bert, uh, Halliburton? Number Wiseman, where do you put him? Number three, real life. Number two, fantasy, maybe, for rest of season. Rest of season. What about long term? I want both. I love Tyrese Halliburton's game. Just love it. I, the all-around aspect of it versus Edwards being a gunner. I worry Edwards could, I mean, he had seven boards last night, but he, is he on the Beasley track where he just shoots? Or is he going to play great defense, uh, rebounds, steals, all the other stuff? What I, do you think, Alex? Well, I mean, he so he's three assists a game for 36 minutes this season. That's been bumped up lately. I think... I don't know. I In real life, I still have him behind Halliburton right now, partially because what we're seeing from him is a result of him being like the second best available player on the team, just in terms of volume. And Not Russell coming like, back, Russell coming back in three days. Got to keep that in mind with the Edwards hype, right? Yeah. And 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 not that uh, Edwards has been inefficient or anything. Um you know, he's 26 a game on 23 shots. 26 a game on 23 shots is fine for a rookie. I mean, we're more efficient about than Russell. It's more efficient yeah. than Russell's well, been this season. Well, that's for sure. He, and we're talking about a 19-year-old, a right? I mean, he's not, He's basically in the middle of his his 19-year-old season. Meanwhile, Tyrese Halliburton is 21. Yeah. So there's a there's a little bit of a gap there. That, Shannon, and, where, where do you where do you rank everyone? I assume you asked the question with a thought in mind. Well, yeah, I, I think for for both this season and long term. Or actually, for this season, I like Ball, uh, Edwards, Halliburton, uh, and then Wiseman. I guess is fourth. I, I we'll just worry about the top three. I like I like this season. I like Ball, Edwards, Halliburton. A week or two ago, Halliburton and Edwards would have been flipped. I would have had Halliburton too. Um, I hyped him up just a couple weeks ago on this show. For for long term, it's it's Ball. Halliburton and Edwards will call long-term the next five years. I am, but I, I am every time Edwards goes out there and posts 40 fantasy points, which is basically a nightly occurrence at this point. Uh, I'm more encouraged by his long-term prospects. I really do think he's like a, a Donovan Mitchell, a bigger Donovan Mitchell, essentially where he's going to get you a lot. He's never going to be like the main assist guy where he's getting like seven or eight assists or anything like that. He's a wing. He's a wing. Yeah, I mean he is more of a wing, um, but he is gonna he's gonna score boatloads uh, in his future. I mean, you look at Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell was 21 his rookie season. He averaged 20 points per. Um, you know what what Edwards is doing right now in age 19 season uh, is just extremely encouraging. He's almost up to 17 points per now. Over the past nine games, he is at 35 minutes per game, 26 and a half points. 5.8 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 1.8 steals, uh, and three three-pointers per game. The the efficiency is really where he needs to improve. On the season, he's still he's only at 39% um, from the floor, 32% from downtown. So that's really where he needs to improve. But I mean, the fact that he is 78% from the line and that he's only in the age yeah. 19 season makes me think those are gonna those are areas where he will show improvement as he matures. Before you join Shannon, we're talking, well, actually two points. Number one, you know where he ranks number one amongst rookies? Press conferences. No oh, yeah. one gives, no rookie gives a better press conference He's than amazing. Anthony Edwards. Hysterical. Yeah. Number two, with what I really like to see Finch do with Russell coming back is actually sit Beasley more and let Edwards be that gunner. Because I want, 
Edwards getting experience with Russell and Towns. I don't want him playing with backups. And you know what? If he if he shows some bad rookie decisions playing against top-level competition, so be it. You don't want to win as the T-Wolves. You want to develop Edwards. I don't think he needs any more confidence. He doesn't need the confidence of playing against backups. Let right. him play with the core because that's your future. No, I totally agree. And long-term, I mean, if they kept all three of those those guards, essentially, they're all three guards, Beasley, Edwards, and Russell. If they keep all three long-term, one of them is going to have to be the sixth man, and it shouldn't be Edwards. Not no, when you invest the number one overall yeah. pick on him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, well, yeah. let's go to fan feedback. Uh, shout out to our fan, Mr. Power Metal, who asked, and I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here. He said, who are some elite players who others worry will get shut down at the end of the season, but maybe won't and are worth acquiring? Kind of a double, uh, double mental game here. You know, last week we showed a lot of concern about Carl Anthony Towns getting shut down. Um, who, who's somebody that might have more upside than we believe during the playoffs, uh, fantasy playoffs? I mean, I think if you're just looking at the standings, you see Orlando at 13 and 27. They have Vucevic, right? But uh, kind of by all accounts, they are, I mean, trade deadline's not here yet. It's next Thursday. Uh, and But apparently they've been holding strong on keeping him or their asking price is insanely high. So if he stays on the Magic, I think that they seem very committed to him as an organiza- organization. And I think even if the season continues to be terrible, that they'll just play him through the end for fan engagement, essentially, because they just really like him. And it, it makes sense. If if you're a manager of Usovich, you're nervous he does get traded because there's no way he's go. Whatever team he goes to will have more options than the Magic have right now. But he is the guy you put on the press, the media guide cover for the magic organization. So dumping him really makes it hard to sell the magic on the whole Shannon. Who's your guy? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the magic and Vooch was that, that was my immediate gut reaction as well. Um, but I, I think you can also look at the rockets and, you know, John wall, Christian wood, uh, Oladipo, even though I still believe he get, he's going to get traded. Um, you know, for, we talked about cat last week. He is still probably the main worry for me. Um, you know, you look at other bottom feeder teams like the Pistons. I just, I don't think the Pistons necessarily have that guy where they need to sit him. Um, I mean, it's Jeremy Grant would be the guy, but they're, you know, they're already resting him sometime. I think they'll just rest him. They won't necessarily shut him down. Um, so he's, he's a guy who I, I, I think you're paying high. If you go and trade for Jeremy Grant, he is not going to do what he did earlier this season. He's just not that good. Uh, most Pistons fans won't won't say that because they're delusional. But Jeremy Grant's <laughs> just an OK NBA player who got a little bit more volume earlier this season. He is not going to be a 25 point per game guy um, long term. And and I think he's shown that over the past uh, you know six weeks or so. Um, so maybe yeah. a buy low guy is some bench on the Rockets, knowing that Aladipo's probably on the move, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I, you know, I think we're probably going to talk about some of those Rockets guys a little bit more in our waiver wire as well. this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question is similar and touches on an article Alex wrote mm, five, six, seven days ago. Uh, are there any injured or non, you know, players that are not, Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up. This is from our good friend Ramesh K by the way, Ramesh double checked our DFS suggestions last week. And said, quote, surprised to see you got a fair amount right. Thank you, Ramesh. We will take any compliment. Here, give that a two to the horn. (laughs) Anyway, Ramesh also wants to know, who are some grab and stash now for the fantasy playoff uh, run? Guys that, you know, aren't top of mind right now, probably because of injury or other issues. Well, I think... You got to consider Hamadou Diallo, I think, for the Pistons, who hasn't played, who hasn't made his Pistons debut because of a groin injury. Um, obviously, they could use any help they can get. or they, I mean, they want to develop players, right? Um, You'd rather play think, Diallo than El- Wayne Ellington, right? Yes. 87-year-old uh, Wayne Ellington? Diallo will get minutes when, once he's healthy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, 
you know, uh, DeAndre Hunter got to be on this list too. Mm. Uh, yep. He's probably going to come back actually pretty soon. He's you, yep. you probably have to get him like now if you yeah. want to stash yes. him. Yeah, he actually his injury suddenly not as bad as they thought too, right? Like there was talk he may not make it to the playoffs, and now yeah, he's coming back into this week. Yeah, I know. I just put in a, a, a waiver wire bid on uh, Hunter for this next upcoming period uh, in the one league that I play in where he was dropped um, because because his return is so near. Um, the Pistons, I like the Diallo suggestion, and actually this backs up like. Jeremy Grant, uh, you know, and, and really, I guess anyone from the Pistons, um, they're the only team. I it, this, it depends on when your fantasy playoffs start, but they're the only team with a five game week currently for the mm. NBA playoff uh, fantasy basketball playoffs. That would be the week uh, week 15, okay. April 5th through 11th. Um, yes. They have five games. Um, so, you know, that that if you're looking at a first round matchup, Pistons are the team Pistons. to stack up on. Ooh, good point, Shannon. I like that. Nice insight. All right, and uh, fans, if you'd like to get a question on the show, please go leave a comment uh, on this episode's YouTube video at uh, the RotoWire YouTube page. Okay, let's get to the waiver wire section of the show. Uh, I'll kick things off with a player. Well, I'll say last week my suggestion was Joe Ingles, who had 34 points last Boom. night. Boom! Um, with Mike Conley out, but that's kind of to be expected, right? Uh, again, this is you hold Joe Ingles when he's going to get more playing time, you play him. Um, my suggestion this week, Will Barton. Uh, he's 59% on Yahoo, but only 43% rostered on ESPN. Over the past two weeks, he's ranked 35th in eight cat leagues. That's per game. Uh, 22 points, four rebounds, four assists, four threes, 1.3 steals. You know, the... The Nuggets are in a situation where, like, their third best player on any given night, extremely fluid still. <laughs> Michael Porter's been a little more inconsistent than he was last year. Will Barton had a slow start to the season. He is kind of rounding into form. So, um, I think he's someone. streaks when he's yeah, he hot. Does. He is hot. And it's hot, not just shooting, but he gets stocks. For a guy <laughs> his size, he surprisingly gets steals and blocks when he goes into these, like, three, four-week hot streaks. And then, I, then yeah, he gets hurt or he winds up getting moved to the bench. But you got to ride him out for the streaks. It's taking a while, but we are starting to see some consistency from Porter Jr. as well. Uh, basically, like in between 35 and 40 fantasy points almost every night uh, over the past 10 games. 19 and a half, uh, 10 rebounds. So averaging a double-double, uh, only 1.2 stocks. Uh, but he's also hitting 2.93. So at a 51% clip. Woo! Oh, God, I love Porter Jr. He, he is always waving the flag. He's turning the corner. The he flag. is turning it. <laughs> Does he play defense yet? It doesn't matter. When you're, when you're <laughs> yeah, exactly. majestic at, at <laughs> offense, it doesn't matter. It's no it's no it's no coincidence, though, that, you know, when Porter Jr. has a run like this, it also like basically lines up with when Jamal Murray has one of his worst stretches of the season. So, sure. yeah, there yeah, I mean they're going to bounce in between. Like which which one of the second and third tier, uh, second and 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 third tier stars for the Nuggets? It's always going to be like there's only going to be one. They're going to take turns basically. And to Shannon's point, the Nuggets are seven and one across the past eight games, which is basically mm-hmm. Porter's uh, hot streak, and also helping uh, <laughs> buoy Nikola Jokic's MVP case by getting them some wins. Uh, Ken, who is your available in 50% of leagues player this week? My available in 50% of leagues is also my dull choice of the week. Kelly Olenek, 50% Yahoo, 35% ESPN. I don't think I'm going to do better than last week's Kevin Porter suggestion. Uh, but the clinic is starting every day for Miami. It's posting 14.7.8 boards, 3.7 assists and 2.8 stocks in his last six games. He's their power forward. For better or for worse, uh, they've had so many injuries across the board. They keep playing the clinic, Kelly Olenek. All right. I, I'm going to show some love to Ken Celtics. You know, he, this guy's owned in 59% oh. of Yahoo Leagues, 51% of ESPN. That That's close enough. You're to saying 50. close enough? I know where close you're going. Enough, close enough to 50. Robert Williams. Time Lord! The Time Lord. Now... <laughs> 
You want to talk about defense, all right? Michael Porter Jr. doesn't have any because Robert Williams stole it all. He took (laughs) all of it. He's averaging 3.8 blocks in 21 minutes per over the past four games. He's basically been a lock for like 35 to 40 fantasy points despite playing those low 20-minute range. Double-double over that four-game stretch. 11 points, 10 rebounds, and again, 3.8 blocks. Uh, shooting 75%. Say, look at the field goal percentage. My yeah, goodness. 75%. I mean, I, that you know, when you when you have All dunks. five attempts a game and, 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 you know, four of them are dunks, then that happens. Uh, it, it, I'm just very encouraged. I, it's lined up with when Tristan Thompson's out right now. Um, so that's a part of it. But I, I feel like Time Lord's, he's shown enough flashes where he's going to get that 20 to 25 minutes going forward. I didn't want to be the homer always shouting out Celtics. And technically, yeah. since he was over 50%, they, I left Time Lord off. But yeah. Uh, yeah is Thompson Celtics. out for tonight? Yeah, Thompson is out tonight, too. So, yep, he is. Uh, yeah, he's. Yeah. And of, of the three centers, who's your future? Daniel Tice, Tristan Thompson, or Robert Time Lord Williams? Time Lord, always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially if this season's worthless, let's develop somebody. Alex, who's your long shot of the week, sir? Uh, someone whose name we had trouble pronouncing last week is Matisse Thybul. Eleven uh, percent roster on, on Yahoo. For that. Yeah, four percent uh, roster on ESPN. So with Embiid out, um, Embiid's been out basically a week already. He's expected to miss another week. Uh, Thybul's kind of been more active. Again, not a good offensive player, right? 6.8 points and 64% field goal percentage, although that field goal percentage bump is nice. The main thing here, 2.8 steals, 1.2 blocks in 21 minutes per game. This is kind of what we expect from from him. This is, we know who he is at this point. Um, 38th, he's ranked 38th in per game value over the past two weeks, which is shocking. Um, but that's what the, the steals and blocks will do. So um, you can add him and probably, you know, maybe throw him in your lineup uh, for next week, if you're in a deeper league, and then you probably end up dropping him again. Shannon, uh, you, I, I agree. Shannon, you got a long, uh, long shot of the week pick. Oh man, long shot. All right. Or do you just want to talk about Sadiq Bay for? We'll, we'll, we'll talk 10 about two, we'll, we'll talk about two guys, two guys who are close enough to 25. percent All right. Breaks we, the rules every week. Close enough. <laughs> all right. First of all, I want to talk about the real Brandon Clark, Kenyon Martin Jr. He is an absolute beast, picks up defensive stats, getting 30 minutes per game off the bench for the Rockets. You have They just moved Tucker. Uh, I would imagine that House uh, is probably available. Um, I, I think they're going to try their damnedest to, to have uh, Martin play minutes long-term here for the rest of the season, I I would absolutely pick him up. I've got a lot of bids out for him. He's 37% Yahoo, 21% on ESPN uh, over the past two weeks. 31 minutes per, 14 and 7, with just under one three-pointer, uh, one steal and 1.4 blocks, 55% from the floor, 77% from the line. Um, I, he's fun to watch play, too. I, I think he's legit. Um a lot, a lot of minutes available in Houston. And then S- Sadiq Bay, you know, what what can you say? The the Pistons rookie is just killing it. Four uh four past four games, 30 minutes per 15 with five rebounds, hits about three three pointers per game over that stretch. He had one big monster outing uh as well. <clears throat> um let's see, how many points was it? It was thirty wait, uh, oh, fifty fantasy points, twenty-eight points, twelve rebounds. Two assists, two steals, and six three-pointers against the Raptors on St. Paddy's Day, representing my Irish <laughs> I'd like to see the to 12 be boards. I'd like to see the 12 boards from Bay in that game because he hadn't been rebounding before. That was awesome. And I don't, I don't, I don't think Diallo is going to eat into Bay's minutes uh, either. I think, I, I mean, eh, no, I'm not worried about it. Bay's going to be the starter. I think Diallo is more going to take away from Josh Jackson, who is definitely a candidate for the Pistons trade anyways. Um, And Frank Jackson, who just recently started a game for the Pistons. Uh, Nothing nothing to move on fantasy-wise. 10 fantasy points in 31 minutes during the spot start. 
Uh, I do not expect Frank Jackson to uh, do much for the Pistons. Well, that's going on a limb. (laughs) All right. Uh, And I love your point about five games in the first round for your Detroit Pistons in the first round of the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. The bidet. Who's your your long shot of the week? (laughs) I'm glad we sneaked the bidet reference in there. I'm going to go with Moses Brown, center for Oklahoma City Thunder. First, his first name's Moses. Isn't that reason enough? But if we're going to get beyond the amusing aspects, Al Horford seems to get a golf day about every other game for the Thunder. Isaiah Roby is an old man in that lineup at 23 years old. Moses is the future. He had a 20-point, 16-rebound, 5-block game Tuesday against the Bulls. I I do still think good chance OKC trades Al Horford. But you know what, with Moses, you can't teach seven foot one. Only played one year at UCLA, 2018-19 season. Had nine games last year with the Trailblazers and 30 with the G League Texas Legends. With the Legends, he posted 14.4 points, 7.7 boards, and 1.3 blocks a game. Moses deserves a run in Oklahoma. Give, pick him up. If he Let doesn't me. get the minutes or Horford doesn't get traded, fine, you drop him. But there aren't that many athletic seven foot one footers out there on the waiver wire. Let me point out that Moses Brown, Ken's long shot of the week, who is supposed to be under twenty five percent owned, is owned in thirty eight percent of Yahoo leagues. Ooh, but only fourteen percent of yeah. ESPN leagues. Fourteen yeah. percent on ESPN leagues, following the rules. Okay. <laughs> I gotta get in these ESPN leagues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Rotowire NBA podcast is brought to you by Gamer Saloon. Gamer Saloon is a video game tournament platform where you can play video games for real cash prizes. All major consoles and PCs are supported. Our most popular titles are NBA 2K, Madden, FIFA, NHL, and Call of Duty. Gamer Saloon launched in 2006 and since then has awarded more than $75 million in prizes. Players could play in multiplayer tournaments or simply play 1v1 games from your couch for real cash prizes. Withdrawals are fast and easy, and they're directly deposited right into your PayPal account. Join a free match on us today by going to gamersaloon.com slash rotowire. That's gamersaloon.com slash rotowire, and simply pick your game of choice. All you have to do is win one match, and Gamer Saloon will give you $10. Again, gamersaloon.com slash rotowire win that match go get those free ten dollars let's move on to dfs um seven games slate today i think is that right no it's more than that nine game i can't ten this is good podcasting ten games late today (laughs) on friday uh we got four games with over unders of over 230 that is kings at celtics 234 Mavs at Trailblazers, 233 and a half. Wolves at Suns, 233 and a half. Jazz at Raptors, 230 and a a half. A game you would not typically associate with a high score. Um, As always, uh, the injuries that we are about to list can change at any time, and there could be more. Look at the Rotowire lineups page, the injuries page. That will tell you all you need to know. But Kyrie Irving is probable. I think the biggest news on this slate, Steph Curry and Kelly Oubre, are both doubtful. Michael Carter-Williams is questionable. That's an absolute bombshell. Uh, and then Jack also questionable. Uh, Ken, do you want to do you want to kick things off for us? I see you have someone sure. going up against the Celtics. Yeah, I wanted to show that I can think outside of Boston. Uh, rookie we were discussing already. Tyrese Halliburton's only fifty nine hundred. Uh, Alex just mentioned very high over under for this game at two thirty four, highest of the slate. Halliburton's only 5,900 on FanDuel. Uh, Halliburton has been named the starter after he came back from his calf injury, played 33 minutes and started his last game. So this will only be his second game. The, the salary is still cheap as far as him being a, a, a starter. Could easily post 20 points, five boards, five assists against a very lazy and traveling Boston squad. Yeah, and this is that East Coast to West Coast trip. Uh, teams can struggle because of the time difference. Their body clock is off. Um, so I can see, I can definitely see that happening. Um, 
Shang, Technically, they're traveling out? from Cleveland. I don't know if that's considered East Coast, but it is Eastern time zone. Yeah. Close enough. Sorry. Um, I I am looking at that Curry uh, Ubre doubtful tag for, for those two. And I think Wiseman's also out. Uh, Pascal, like that, that Warriors team is going to be extremely thin. A um, couple of fun notes about that is uh, one, Draymond Green has actually been, he's a lot better when Curry is in the lineup. Um, <laughs> a lot more likely to pick up assist when you're passing to Curry is the take that I have from that. Um, and I think it just opens up things for Green more. Also, the team's more competitive with Curry, so that means Green gets more minutes. Uh, you know, the, the blowout potential for the, the Warriors without Curry is astronomical. Uh, but, yeah, at the same time, with they're going to be so shorthanded that everyone's probably going to get good run. Um, so I do like Green, 6,600 on FanDuel. Uh, the guard to pick is actually Jordan Poole. Um, Jordan Poole has been great since he returned from injury. Five games in only 22 minutes per. He's averaging 19 points, uh, two assists, two rebounds, uh, hitting a bunch of threes, three and a half three-pointers per game. He's the guy who I believe will take over and see increased run and be, you know, him and Wiggins will carry the scoring load for the Warriors tonight. So I expect a big night out of Poole if Curry and Oubre are out. Any point in in throwing a super cheap dart at Toscano Anderson, Oakland native? He's worth a look. I I I, I pools the guy pools the guy I like the most out of those Warriors options. Assuming both, especially if Curry and Ubre are out, um, it's you know any any one of them. I mean the team is really going to be that uh, that shorthanded tonight that almost anyone who's active. Uh, for the Warriors will be worth a look. But if I'm ranking them as far as I would rank it, Green, Wiggins, Poole would be the top three options in that order. Yeah, I think if you want to go like a, a safer option, you go Wiggins at 5,200. Um, you know, I think more playmaking. He'll, he might have to handle the ball a lot, um, take more shots for them. But yeah, if you're going for straight up value, then all those guys, uh, Shannon mentioned are, are probably have higher upside for value. All, uh, all three of those guys should easily be six X values tonight with Curry and Ubre out. Uh, Alex, who do you like in San Antonio? Derek white. He's still only 4,800 uh, against the Cavaliers tonight. Obviously that matchup is nice. His most recent game, he played 33 minutes and had 34 fantasy points. Two games before that, he played 25 minutes, but had 45 fantasy points. DeRozan is still out uh, for the Spurs. So I think this, I mean, the salary here is is really, really low uh, for Derek White. And I think it's, it's you cash GPP. I think this is a great a great play for, for any kind of contest. Derek White's a very interesting player because he's at the same time one of the most overrated players and underrated players in fantasy. Um, <laughs> and he dull. is And dull. Yeah. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I mean, the trick with Derek White for me is it, are the minutes going to be there? So if I know he's playing 30 minutes, uh, I'm a lot more likely to include him in my lineup. I do currently have him in my FanDuel lineup for tonight. Um, the 33 minutes against Chicago is certainly intriguing, that ain't encouraging. Um, you know, DeRozan being out, I would imagine he sees 30 plus minutes again tonight. Um, he's also doing all. I mean, he's he's basically. That 34 fantasy points, he was garbage from the floor. He shot like 30, what was he, 25% or so from the floor. He was, it was maybe just under 30%, I think. Uh, he's 37% over the past five games. Uh, if he puts together a game where his shot, he's get, he gets 32 to 35 minutes and his shot actually falls, he's going to get enough steals or blocks or assists or rebounds that it's going to be a monster line. I mean, legit 50-point fantasy, you know, 50 fantasy point upside. All right, guys, I think he's on both your lists. Talk about a good news story coming out of Indiana. Here's Levert uh, against the Heat tonight. Uh, 5600 is his salary. I think that's probably still too cheap, but the price correction, has it came pretty fast for, for Levert after. I feel like it was definitely too cheap. So <laughs> uh, last game, 35 fantasy points in 35 minutes. 
and he has 65 total fantasy points in his past two games. Uh, you don't love the matchup, but I think, I mean, I watched their game against the Nets, and he was, like, he looked like, I mean, it was a revenge game, but he was handling the ball a ton for Indiana. Like, he was out there making plays for them in, a, in the similar way that he was for the Nets earlier in the season. They are going to use Lavert like he was being used in, in Brooklyn. There's just so many encouraging signs. The fact that they plugged him into the starting lineup immediately. Um, you know, did not that. take he did not have a single game coming off the bench. The fact that he's already up to 34 minutes. Uh, it's just it, at 55, 5600, whatever he's at. That's just way too cheap. Um, you know, over under wise, the matchup's not that great. But Miami's also Miami also hasn't been that great at stopping opposing uh, shooting guards. I I am. Yeah, I love Levert tonight. I think he's going to be solid as long as he's under 7,000. And we know he's playing 30-plus minutes and starting. Uh, he's going to be a good value. The sad part for Ken is, you know, TJ McConnell, the cockroach, is, <laughs> is just obsolete now. But, well, sorry. Oh, uh, well. He still gets some minutes off the bench. What we love about the cockroach is he just somehow keeps a job. Love that. Survivor. Done. Yeah. Done, done, done. <laughs> <laughs> during right. during that Nets game, he literally would just put his head straight down and just drive at the basket and just throw something up. All three foot one of them. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's run through some other options for tonight's um, DFS slate. So I, it's a crazy slate. I think there are so many good values that you can absolutely plug in. One of the super expensive guys. I've got Luca in my lineup. Um, a guy who I rarely carve out the the space for. Um, but he's playing against, I like the, I like the matchup against Portland. Um, he went off for like 60 some fantasy points against them last time out. Uh, I like that matchup a little bit more than like Harden. Harden's more expensive. He's playing Orlando. That game's probably going to be a blowout. Uh, Kyrie's most likely coming back tonight. Um, but there are, you can definitely fit some expensive guys in because you have Derek White, you have Levert, uh, you know, I have Larry Nance at 5,300. We mentioned Time Lord earlier. Time Lord's 57. Jacob Podol is just a monster. He's like a walking 35 fantasy points now with Marcus Aldridge out. He's at 5,600. I think it's a toss-up between him and... T- I like Podol a little bit more than Time Lord just because I think the minutes are more of a sure thing. Um, we mentioned those Warriors. Uh, you've got guys... I'll mention another. I'm going to... Show more love to the Celtics. Jalen Brown, 7,500, playing against Sacramento. Sacramento is one of my favorite teams to stack against. Uh, <laughs> Brown's coming off back-to-back 50-point outings um, against Utah and Cleveland, two of the tougher teams to put up big fantasy nights against. Uh, Anthony Edwards, got to talk about him again. Just that monster 58-point fantasy outing against Phoenix last night. Guess who he plays again tonight? Phoenix. And he's going to do the same thing. He's going to set a new career high tonight. <laughs> There's so many good options tonight. I love this sleep. Yeah, I think um, this will be my last point because I know Kang has to get going. But the to your point, Shannon, with fitting multiple high-priced guys into the lineup, the Rotowire Optimizer has basically did that. And I really like the lineup it spit out this morning, which was Doncic, Jorgen Poole, Karis LeVert, Andrew Wiggins, Jalen Brown, Larry Nance, Chris Stapps Porzingis, Maxi Kleber, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> I would I'll play. Wow, that all fits. Wow. Yes, yeah, so that does all fit. Uh, You'd like so, I mean, yeah, that is a that is a great one and a uh, quick little shameless shout out to our Rotowire optimizer, which has been improved this year. Um, and we'll get you lineups like that pretty consistently. I would rather uh, eat a pine cone than and Roger Maxi Cleaver. Okay, I know, but how else are you gonna fit everyone? <laughs> that's the one. That's the He's one. He's gonna get spot. to those five rebounds. Come on, Shannon. Yeah, you don't, you don't want twelve and five in forty-two minutes from Cleaver. <laughs> uh, okay, what's what is your old man rant today, Ken? Ah, wind! Damn you, wind! The vicious winds of Vermont cost me my three-point shooting contest against my son, and for the second year in a row, an overnight windstorm blew away my big outdoor vinyl grill cover. There is no way I should lose to my 21-year-old son and horse. He skis. He doesn't play basketball. As for my grill, damn it, 
I think that big black vinyl cover is somewhere over New Hampshire right now. Sorry, New Hampshire. Ah! Stick to hook shots and granny shots, Ken. Act your age. Left-hand layups. You can't do left-hand layups. That is the, that's the was go-to. It, was it the Wizards that were at one point named the Zephyrs, or was that another team? Because a Zephyr Ooh. is just a soft gust of wind. Ooh, good. I, if, ooh, I don't know. Someone on YouTube, look that up for us. I like that. If, you, if you're old enough to have played basketball before the advent of the three-pointer, you are not allowed to take three-pointers, Ken. <laughs> Uh, it was was a little sore. <laughs> it was uh, it was Chicago, the Chicago's Zephyrs. Chicago's Zephyrs. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Mispronounced names. Um, I don't remember any. I know the the Jakob Pertle is always a tough one because it, it's pronounced yeah. with an R. You know, there's no R. That's yeah. You know. I, I and I know that too. But whatever. <laughs> a lot of pressure. Care. What the fans don't appreciate is how much pressure this pod. We screw right. up names that we get right normally, <laughs> but we don't have a camera in our face. It's really, this really is like the crucible of RotoWire Network podcasts. Like it's just, there's the amount of pressure, yeah, <laughs> for, for the, the, the takes that we have. I mean, I'm mentally doing that old man rant in my head 40, 50 times before I just spew it out here. You know, I, I, I gotta perfect things. Oh. Man, yeah, the yeah, ever the, the pressure builds up and Shannon comes out with a take like Frank Jackson's not that good. Just ima- <laughs> imagine how much worse it would be if we were doing the NHL pod. Right? <laughs> good point. God, there are so many Jakob Pertles in the NHL. Oh, that's an easy name in the NHL. That's an yeah. easy name. Okay, Ken. Um, oh well, first, well, thank you everybody. Before we get to your final send off uh, for joining us on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, it is presented by Gamer Saloon. Ken, take us out of here. Let's go to TNT Studios in Atlanta, where Sir Charles Barkley, probably during his later years in Phoenix, said, quote, I always laugh when people ask me about rebounding techniques. I've got a technique. It's called just go get the damn ball, unquote. Thank you, Charles. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Woo-hoo! <laughs>